Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. My name is Jose Vizquerra. I am the president and CEO for Remining. We are a development company with assets in Valdor, one of the best jurisdictions in the world. We're putting a mine into production by 2026. And there is a lot of value to be made there. Good uh, morning in your case, Jose. How are you, sir? You, I hope you're well. Um, look, I just wanted, wanted to get you back on. I've seen some of the press releases. There's a lot going on here, but there's a fundamental question which is not being answered, it seems, to the marketplace, which is you are not able to prove the value of your business. You talk about production in 2026. People are not looking at you today as an investment because there's a long way to go. Are they right or are they wrong? They are absolutely wrong. And my job is to prove them, prove ourselves right. Uh, what do I think is that we're not building here a company just to be around there and to be sold and that's it. We're building a, a mid-tier mining company. So we're doing all the appropriate steps that we need to follow to be in production by 2026. What are these? We're going from a PA to a pre-fees to a fees. In every single step, value will be created. In every step will be a new resource. In every step will be new results. And as part of that, we will be growing. This is, this is not uh, the first time. Eh? Like th This has happened before. In, in, in our group, it happened to our founders. They went into the Arctic area. They started drilling. They said, you're not going to find anything. There was a porphyry. You're not going to find a resource. There was a resource. You're not going to build this. They built it. You're not going to raise the money. There is a money. They put into production. After that, they sold it for $4.1 billion after a hostile takeover. At the end, when you do the right things, you always get, get the price. And of course, at some point, investors turn around and say, huh, so they actually have a resource. Ah, they are going to be putting this into production. And of course we are. We're, we're, we're not kidding here. We're, we're doing the right job. We have the people, we have the money, and we have great assets. We have 80 kilometers in the best jurisdiction in the world that 200 million ounces have been mined. What better thing? Yeah, but being being in the right district is, is is one thing, and and you know a generic list of things that mining companies do to kind of create value. And I get a Cisco may have sold for four point uh, one one billion bucks, but you've got to show what you're going to do. You, we've talked in the past is you've got a lot of capital, you've got a lot of equity, uh, less liquid, but maybe some liquidity there. I guess you've done a lot of drilling already. You're you've, you're signposting this kind of path forward, but. No one's listening at the moment. So do you think that you've got the strategy right? Yes, it's just a matter of time. Again, if we move from PA, does people care about PAs? No, people don't care about PAs. It doesn't matter who does it, but we did it with the best group. We feel very confident. Are the people going to believe in the new resource that now it's going to be in the first quarter of 2022? I don't know. I assume they will. But if they don't care about that, then we'll have the drilling in Canflow, which will show the potential of the high grade. How does that affect into a company like ours. Our production now is not going to be 115,000 ounces. It will be more like 150,000 ounces per year. That put us into a different category. They, they're not going to care about that. That's okay. We're going to be drilling Omea as well, and we're going to have the potential for discovery. So here you have a company that gives you the possibility, again, to minimize the risk with the resources that we already have maximize the value in terms of the fundamental value we already have in Marban, which remember is $423 million, and the upside of a new discovery. So you are, and, and you're betting for a company that has enough money that will not go to a market for a full year at the very minimum. So if you invest in O3 right now, what are your odds of losing anything? I, I think very little. 
but you have to go month by one month checking out our deliveries will be there then you will continue to to believe in the story and and, and this is just a matter of time one day investors will turn around and say like oh my god like we they were telling us and we were not listening that it's, it's just going to happen. Okay, you're saying, I, you know, I, I want contrarian investors to invest now, right? We're, we're 130 million market cap. It, it doesn't make sense to you. You talk about fundamental values, but if you look at all of those independent individual variables in your story, the, 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 all of the assets that you've got, how are you valuing each one of those? And when you do value each one of those things, what does that number look like? Is it 130 million? Is the market right? No, absolutely not. But I mean, we, we, we have to start on the valuation, first of all, on how much money has been sunk cost. $60 million in Marvin, $50 million in Alpha. That's what we bought. We were valued 130. $110 million has already been invested. Already. On top of that, there is our cash. $110 million between cash and equivalents, but there is $110 million. We're going to spend $20 million. Take it away. Okay. 90. Whatever. We have $90 million now that will stay there by the end of the year of 2022. Then you have Marvin, $423 million. Ah, and that's at $1,450. Because if we use $1,750, it's $700 million. And on top of that, you have Alpha, that if you want to put it the very worst case scenario, when we wanted to buy that project, we bet $20 million. Agnico Eagle came and, and, and offered 25. So at the very minimum, that should be worth $25 million. So now let's do the numbers. $700 million at these prices plus $25 million. That's around $725. Take out the cash away. In any case, we should be worth six times where we are right now at the very minimum. But who's going to pay that? Well, that's our job to convince them. We, we, we really need investors to understand what the story is about and that this is a story of a, of, of a mining company being built. This is not another junior doing exploration and trying to be taken away for 20% premium. We are building here a, a, a real mining company. But everyone talks the game, oh, we're going to be a mid-tier. We're, we're, we're going to get into production. We're going to be a mid-tier. It's easier said than done. The, the, the easiest route for you guys surely is an Agnico Eagle, uh, a Canadian Malartic, an Eldorado. Those guys walking in and taking over, that's the best thing for this company, isn't it? No, it's not. Absolutely not. For a company of the value that we have and the value proposition we have, that's the worst thing that could happen. A big happens and they are willing to pay you the six times. That's a different thing. And then other parties, you know, in, in, there is many companies that want two things, but they don't actually do things. Uh, what we have done, we have already had our community meetings. Uh, we are already working on, on, on the different permits. We're already taking samples from, from, from water. We're already taking samples from fauna. We're already taking samples from flora. We're taking geochemical samples in, 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 and, 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 and see the reactions that we have uh, in the ore, in, in the waste rocks. I mean, uh, the, the job we're doing is serious job to take this into production. I mean, when, when we move to pre-fees, like it, we are unstoppable. And remember one thing, that once you get into a fees, you're, you're bankable. And if we can maintain our cash, I mean, that's it. Our, our CapEx is $256 million. It's one of the lowest CapEx that we have seen in the market. Of course, it has to be proved with a pre-fees and the fees. But as of right now, it's $256 million. And... And I don't think it's something that should scare anyone. So, okay, in terms of justifying this 2026 
uh, schedule for getting into production. You, you've, you've got to defend that. So you, you've said to me, there are certain steps we've got to take as a, a, a mid-tier, but clearly the market doesn't like that timeline, right? So in terms of the strategy, is there anything that you should have done, still can do to bring that forward? Because strategy is down to you. You're, you're, it's your choice here, right? But how you spend the money that you've got. You could choose a strategy which says, look, We'll start smaller. We'll get into production, get some cash flowing. At least we'll get a we'll we'll get a markup because of that. We're a producer now, and then we'll kind of develop out this project. I get the district wide thing, and I get you're in the right district district, and you're surrounded by all the right people. But the market's telling you something, so you know why aren't you listening? I I don't think that the, that's the case on 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 just thinking on small because the amount of time that will take you to get the the permitting will be the same. The question is. Can we explain the market that there are steps that will add into the value of the company and that will essentially proving that this PEA can actually move to a fees in that same valuation? That, that is the most important point. And the part that probably we are missing is on getting our investors to understand that every single step as we go is an important step for them as an investor. For example, again, we drill cam flow, now we have high grade. That's a, an important step. If they see that this can prolong, we are giving to a market what they like, which is how big this can be. Can you add another million ounces? Yes, you can. Where do you have it? Beside the mine. Okay, now Marvin, I don't really know if your resource is okay. Okay, we're gonna give you a new resource now on the first quarter of 2022, where we are gonna be moving everything from inferred to indicated. That means that everything now is in measure and indicated. You cannot ask for better kind of resource. With that, you can even start doing the exercise if you don't like the idea of us doing through an open pit to start running the numbers as an underground mine, which I don't think is, is the ideal scenario, but you can do that as well. After that, you're going to keep having results from CAMflow. So flow of information will be vital in this, in this process. And then we're with what we are doing in Alpha. And in Alpha, let's not forget, I mean, we have a, 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 an area like Bulldog where we already have 300,000 ounces in potential resources, where we're going to have a new resource by by the end of uh, Q, Q3 of uh, 2022 again. So I think we, we are preparing for, for, for real add of additional value in, in this company in, in fundamental value. And that's our proposition. Our proposition is not on on gas. Our proposition is on fundamental value. You you want to go and keep betting for these companies that just drill, 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 and there is no resource? That's not my style. We're going to build a company here, a real company. So talk to me about the pre-phase, if, if that's an important moment for you. So what you, I think you indicated it'll be end of 2022. Is that right? Yes. yes. Okay. So what do you do with it then? We move it to fees in the next eight months. But, but, but what... You said it's an important moment because the economics get firmed up with the pre-fees, right? Yeah. As you say, PA, PA, 30% plus or minus, right? Who knows? But with the pre-fees, it starts to get serious. What do you do in terms of going to the market and saying, we've got something meaningful here? This is not an exploration early stage development story anymore. We've got some real numbers here. Why? Why should they? Why will they be excited at that point? What do you expect to be able to have well, in this preface? It, it's it's very simple. I think at that moment you don't have to say much because once you have a prefeasibility, you are talking about a different level of confidence. So at that moment, uh, the way investors would look at us is like, okay, they're actually serious developers. They're not playing 
to be the developer, but they're actually meaning that they are going to move to fees and then to construction. And the other part is that we are proposing that to our investors in the sense that now we're going to have proper valuation on the development. And, and all that year, we would have been drilling all the other areas for potential. So if we are extremely successful, as, as we expect to be by being very systematic in our drilling, we could end up by 2022 with a pre-fees and two discoveries. No, nothing wrong with that. No, nothing wrong with that. Do you think people are getting mixed messages from you though? You've got high grade, you've got low grade, you've got open pit, you've got potential underground. You, you've got a lot, a lot going on. You obviously got a couple of projects in the same uh, district, which is, which is, I guess, nice. There, where do the efficiencies come from in terms of that story? You know, can it be an efficient story? Well, it, it is an efficient story. Is it's just a matter of what exactly uh, investors are looking at, and what we are proposing here is a growth in fundamental value. It's uh, it's as simple as that. And where where the fundamental value is in a project that has a bunch of open pits in in Marban, Kirenza, and Olartic that give us. Again, $700 million at $1,750 per ounce with potential for high grade. What is the importance of a high grade is that it can even improve the metrics on this project. So it's complementary. Like in, in, in mining, you have to be adaptive. If you're going to be thinking about, oh, I only have an open pit and I'm not going to look into the underground. I mean, uh, the, the, the success of companies like like Agnico and Yamana, for example, with Canadian Malarctic was to adapt from a, from an open pit to an underground. And that gives a long life of a, of a mining company. So if we want to be a mining company going back to this process of what do you want to be? You need to have a vision. And our vision is that we want to be a mid-tier mining company. In order to do that, you need to tackle this not only on what you have today, but what you're going to have tomorrow. And Tomorrow, what we're going to have is another mining alpha, where we already know where, where, where we are going to process, which is in, in, in our belt. So our, our vision is a, is a very clear vision with a strategy that is very clear as well, where we're going to end up having two areas of production that will leave us there for many years and but, give a lot of value to shareholders. Okay, let's move away from that. I just, I like, I just wanted you to justify the strategy, right? I just wanted people to be clear about what's going on in your head with how this thing moves forward, right? Let me talk about some of the, the more adminish things, and apologies for calling it that, but it is things that you need to do you know, to kind of make things happen elsewhere. You've been acquiring um, and picking up interest in like, like uh, Centre Mark property, for instance, Origin, New Origin, I should say. Why, why, why are you doing those, those sorts of things? How, do, how does that add to the fundamental story? Well, I, I think this is a, an interesting story. As part of us focusing in, in Valdor, we end up having interests in, in other companies. And it's not that we have been buying. We have been divesting our assets that were non-core for the company to focus in Valdor. And as a consequence of that, we now have shares in other companies that give us some option, uh, some potential. Uh, we're, 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 is it meaningful for us? Well, maybe they oil companies has has a great discovery. Maybe that's the way where we're going to pay for our own capex. Imagine if tomorrow, when we sold uh, Garrison, if tomorrow Monita end up showing us ten million ounces and they go to six hundred million dollars, our portion is two hundred million dollars. If someone buys it, then I don't even have to raise money to build Marban. So I think the strategy is very. It's actually pretty solid. And what about these share buybacks? Why do that? Why not put the money in the ground? You well, I'm, I'm not planning to buy any any share, but I want to have the flexibility of of being able to do that if our share price goes to a buck. Like I, I 
I don't want my my shareholders to 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 be at a bug. Uh, are we planning to buy now? Absolutely no. But these these things takes like three to four months. So I mean, when you want to do it and it's not there, then you lose the opportunity. Having things there and have that flexibility is always helpful. Okay, right. I think and one of the, one of the most sent in questions around the 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 drilling. You're doing a lot of drilling. But the people, you're not able to put out a lot of results. I, I get the, the the release that came out on the 18th uh, with with the high grade gold. You know, it was 5.7 grams over 14 and a half meters. Great stuff. Where's the rest of it? Well, the most important thing in here is that the the assays certainly are not coming as fast as we wanted, uh, and that's something that is happening to to every single company. I mean, we we really can push the labs, but there's just so much you can do. Uh, and in and in this respect, the reality is that yes, I mean, it it looks as if we were doing a lot of drilling, but a lot of the drilling was in this infill and the expansion of Marvin, which was something that we needed for the for the fees, uh, for the pre fees. So the rest of the drilling has not been as much, and uh, we're we're actually very prudent with uh, with our drilling. I would say it may look like you have uh, eight rigs and there is a lot, but a lot of these rigs were short holes that we had to do in the pits in order to convert these inferred resources into measure and indicated. And as part of that, we are getting nice surprises, like what you just mentioned. You know, we were not thinking about having five grams, uh, five, five, 14 meters of five grams. Um, the reality is that our measure and indicated category that we have as of right now shows a gram as, as, as the grade. And when we start seeing all this infill drilling, like it, it almost seems that we could have some some uh, some additional grade, which will be fantastic. No, and every every point one has a has, has a has a significance in a, in a, in a, in, a, in a mind like this. So, I mean, I know it's causing problems for everyone. But is, are there any kind of work workarounds to this? Can they can they be sent elsewhere, or is that just too prohibitively expensive? I mean, I know because you've got a lot of meters. Um, or can you pay to get ahead of the queue, or you know? Because I think there's a sort of nervousness around the fact that the the, the speed of this information coming in, and, and you know, people mentioning, you know, the fact you're going to pay Golden Valley Mines uh, to make up for the short shortfall of you know the exp- in, in expiration, etc. So what what's what, what are the options available to you? I think in terms of options, there is always the the option of Canadian Malartic. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Uh, Canadian Malartic has a uh, 55,000 ton per day plant. Uh, they're running out of ore by 2027. I know I, I seem like like a radio saying the same thing, but they're running out of ore. They're going to go underground. They're only going to be using 20,000 out of the 55,000. So they have an option, either leave 35,000 tons idle, or they may want to take the the ore from, from other people like us. Um, to my point, if I were Canemal uh, Arctic, I would be buying everything around me, around 100 kilometers, and guarantee that I'm going to have feed for the next 40 years. Because you, a company of their size, and now with Kirkland even more, uh, you you want to make sure that this is sustainable for many, many, many years. Um, what we will do organically is we will build our, our plant. Uh, like hopefully, I have that possibility, and I think everything right now seems that it, it, it is a, a, a real possibility. And with that, we will be the one consolidating. Like I, I don't have any problems uh, accepting that. I mean, uh, once the plant is in there, like your job is to guarantee the timeline 
of a project. Yeah, so, but okay, in your case, that's an interesting one because that's a ways out. Do you make plans now to be picking up stuff in today's market? I mean, M&A always gets people excited, but is that realistic uh, of you to oh, be that, that, talking that's, that language? That's exactly what we're doing right now. It's just organic. I mean, we're drilling in Omega. Why do we drill in Omega? Well, it's uh, it's 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 a let let me restart with that because I, I think it's important to understand here why we're drilling in all these areas. The most important thing to mention on the O3 ground is that we have different styles of mineralization. We're looking for different things. Camflow, for example, is an intrusive related, so it's more similar to John Davidson. You know? if you look into Marban itself, is shear hosted. If you look into, into Omega, Omega is like Sigma Lamac, quartz tourmaline. If you look into Bulldog, it's more like, like, like the bell mine uh, that Lakeshore used to have in, in Timmins. And, and that thing can end up being several shoots. You look into what we have in Akasawa, and that's more like, like a Scarnoid. And then you look into Simcar, you have a different style of mineralization. We have different styles of mineralization. And all of these styles of mineralization has been very big mines in the district. Let's review that. La Ronde, many million ounces of gold has been produced. Do we have styles of La Ronde in, in, in O3? Yes. Lapa, do we have styles of mineralization like Lapa in O3? Yes. Uh, Canadian Malartic, do we have styles of mineralization that looks like Canadian Malartic in O3? Yes. So at the end, if we want to prepare to be a production company, we need to know where exactly we're going to go next. So what we are doing right now is preparing all the ground. And, and yes, maybe we end up having a discovery in Omega, which is a, a, a Sigma Lamax style. What would we do? Well, then we, we would show that that can really grow. But our focus will be still put Marban into production, keep showing me the value of the upside in the, in the rest of the things. I. I think this is this is uh, we, we we have to stick to a plan, and uh, and there will be investors that will believe in this plan. So let's let's look at the things which um, may change your mind. Is like if the gold market carries on like it is in terms of this this it's I mean it's been beaten up over the last twelve months. If that carries on for another twelve months, are you okay? Because you're talking the language of this is a minimum risk project with maximum upside. It's a you know, it's a safe investment in in the future of gold price uh, for for retail uh, you know retail investors. Um, your cash position, your assets give give um, I guess safety to that investment. Um, and there's all of this leverage. But the reality is, time is the bit here that you you can't control. You mean. In the next 12 months, have you got money to get you through and say if the market does do another 12 months like it has uh, this this year? Absolutely. Remember, we're here to adapt as well. No, I mean, why do we have a budget of $20 million? It's because we can execute on the budget. Uh, if the market retracts, then we'll have to retract the budget. I mean, we, we are always thinking about three years ahead. Um, and we're not inventing here. And we're not trying to surprise anyone. Uh, do I intend to raise any money in the next 14 months? No. It's very simple. Uh, we have a plan and we're executing on the plan. And as part of that plan, we will see results. And we have been seeing results. I think that we have been delivering to a market on what we have been getting 
on what we told everyone, that we were going to expand and convert resources around the pits. And that's what we have been doing. Okay, so, okay, I, I think that's been a really good conversation, really strong, strong case put forward by you. But so in simply put, why do you think retail investors should be looking at your story and not somewhere else? This is one, one of the most solid stories that you have in the market. If you, if you want to buy something, this is the moment to, to buy. Um, and this is the moment to buy O3. Why are you buying O3? Because you know exactly what is going to happen. You know, they're not going to go and ask you for money. You know that they have very strict catalyst that you're going to be following. And you know that it's a company that is looking for real growth. So at the end, if we think about where are you going to put the money, the money will go first to, to the producers. Everyone knows, go start to rally, that's where it's going to go. But then it's going to come to us. So if you have right now the opportunity and you have the time, this is this is a great opportunity. I mean, O3 Mining right now really is offering you the opportunity of having a discovery and putting a mine into production. I, I, I think it's pretty solid. I, I certainly believe that. I am the first one buying my stock, so why not? Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.